0: welcome 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 to leadership tidbits with coach t wilson i am your host taiwana wilson i am super excited for today's show are you a busy professional a busy woman leader a busy mom and you're trying to get everything done it's the holiday season and you're like oh my goodness how am i going to get everything done keep my mask on and do for everybody else. Well, our mentor today, Dr. Karen Townsend, will be giving us some strategies to put our mask on to have self-care. So stay tuned to today's episode, today's Learning Laboratory with Dr. Karen Townsend, and we will give you more information.
1: Good evening, and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio.
0: We are ready to get started. We have our mentor, Dr. Karen Townsend, in our virtual learning laboratory. I'm super excited to have one of my mentors, one of my big sisters here in the laboratory to share with you all tonight. So super excited. Dr. Townsend, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you
0: doing? I am doing awesome. I am so excited to have you here. I know you're doing a lot of great things. I want to tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about you and who you are. And I know you'll talk more about yourself once you get started with your presentation. But just so that the listeners out there know who our mentor is, and she is coming to us from Dayton, Ohio, my hometown. So of course, I'm super excited about that. But whether she's delivering presentations to corporate executives, conducting seminars for educators who are impacting the lives of diverse students, or encouraging business women, busy women to make themselves a priority, Dr. Karen Townsend is an inspiring speaker whose messages are timely and relevant. As president of K Townsend Consulting, Dr. Karen works with leaders to create inclusive environments and in high-performing teams so that they can effectively meet the needs of their diverse clients. Her goal is to equip professionals with the tools required to live and lead confidently. So I know you all know about wanting to lead and live confidently because we talk about that all the time here on this show. Dr. Karen is also the founder of About My Sisters, an organization on a mission to empower one million women and girls. Isn't that awesome? At 2018, her annual conference, Sister to Sisters, celebrated its 25th anniversary and was recognized as one of the longest running women's events in the United States. As an author and advocate for women, Dr. Karen's first book was inspired by her own quest to find life balance. It all started when I stopped using lotion. One woman's journey from chaos to calm encourages women to take their time. Time for me. Listen, and me time is not selfish. Organizations across the globe are using the lotion book to support the professional development and career advancement of high potential women leaders. So without further ado, we have our mentor tonight. If you are tuning in, make sure you let us know where you are tuning in from. So come on in, introduce yourself so that we can welcome you into the studio as
1: we go. So Dr. Karen, it is on you. Thank you so much, Coach T, for having me. I appreciate it. And so in the spirit of our theme, I have a little, I think I'm a closet DJ as one of my skills. So I want everybody to get into the spirit. It's the most wonderful time, it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's what we're going to be hearing over the next several weeks. But as you see, my question is, Is it really the most wonderful time of the year, especially for working women who are busy, for moms, for parents, for aunties, for all of us who are doing so many things? Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, is it the most wonderful time of the year? And I want to talk about that and also offer three strategies to manage stress and maintain your sanity during the holidays. And just to be completely truthful and transparent, as we were preparing for tonight's show, I became very stressful because of the technology. I told Coach T, technology makes me very nervous. And as we were preparing, she said, well, I'm going to have a drink of water before we get started. And I said, good for you. I'm going to have a glass of wine. So maybe that's a strategy for staying stress-free during the holidays. So thank you for having me. Um, It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's what we're going to hear over and over and over between now and New Year's. But I want to, before we get started, give you a gift since it's a holiday season. I'm from the South, and my grandmother said, whenever you go to somebody's house, you should bring a gift. So I want to offer you a gift. Coach T talked about my book. It all started when I stopped using lotion, One Woman's Journey from Chaos to Calm. I want to gift a copy of my book to one of the audience members from tonight's show. So I want to encourage you to make comments in the chat, ask questions, and at the end of the evening, we're going to pick someone to get the free gift as we talk about the most wonderful time of the year. So why me? Why this topic? Um, As Coach T said, I work with a lot of corporations around creating inclusive environments and building strong teams, because I think that's what we're expected to do as professionals and as leaders. Um, I've worked with a lot of different organizations from nonprofit to government to education. But what I know is any organization that has people is an organization that we want to work with. Um, I've had my business for 20 years. I do a lot of work around diversity and inclusion. Um, I'm on a number of advisory councils. But as it pertains to what I do and who I serve, what's most important is why I do what I do. And because this is a leadership show, I want to encourage you as a leader to think about why you do what you do. Most of you are familiar with this book. And if you aren't, I want to encourage you to get it. Start with Why by Simon Sinek. And one of the things that Simon says, which is so funny to say that that way, Simon says we should start with why as leaders. So often we think about what we do and how we do it, but we forget about the why. And I'm a firm believer that if you have a big enough why, you'll figure out the how. So the reason I do what I do is because of these two young ladies. I'm the mom of two beautiful daughters. And we live in a world where sometimes women aren't always valued and appreciated. People of color aren't always affirmed. And so if I can be a part of sharing leadership strategies, doing cultural transformation so that everyone feels that they can make a contribution, then I've done a good day's work. So that's why I do what I do. So back to our topic. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Is it? Is it really the most wonderful time of the year? I don't know about you, but I was in Walmart a couple of weeks ago, right before Halloween. And I noticed that in addition to Halloween costumes, there was also a Christmas tree. And I often wonder, you know, what happened? People feel like it's November, so now we're going to start talking about Christmas. It's it's as if we completely forgot about Thanksgiving. Remember when we would get together and share a meal with our family and talk about what we were grateful for, just spending that time together, connecting? And then it seems as though some people think that Thanksgiving is Black Friday Eve. So we've gone From this, sitting around the table with the family, to this, fighting over Black Friday specials. So ask yourself, think about the fact that Christmas is closer than we think. The holiday season is approaching. Even Santa is confused. This says the holiday overlap has gotten way out of hand. So instead of reindeer, Santa is working with turkeys because everything seems to be overlapped. And that's what leads to the question, is it the most wonderful time of the year or is it the most stressful time of the year? And I don't know about you, but this is a time of year where I would love to be gathered around the fireplace with my family. But a lot of times the demands and the expectations make it more stressful than wonderful. Have you ever felt like this? Coach T, I'm going to ask you this question. It's the holiday season. You are the mom of a toddler. Do you ever feel like this? Absolutely. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And here's another image. Like Christmas is coming. It's like pandemonium. It's stress. It's drama. What are we going to do? Even Santa Claus is feeling the pressure of the season so holiday stress what does it look like what does it feel like how are we being impacted as leaders whether you are celebrating christmas whether you are celebrating hanukkah or whether you are celebrating kwanzaa there is stress related to it um, this this woman leader looks kind of broken down um, here are some of the holiday stress symptoms headaches, chest pains, stomach pains, cold and sweaty hands, tense muscles, lack of sleep. For those of you who are viewing, if you have experienced any of these symptoms, say that's me in the chat. I'm just real curious if it's just me and Coach T or if there are others who are feeling these symptoms. Do you see anything in the chat, Coach?
0: Not yet but maybe they are thinking about it and trying to figure out if they are stressed or not. I don't know. If you got small ones, you stressed. So you might as well go ahead and say me.
1: (laughs) So here are some common causes of holiday stress. And I really want to know if these resonate with any members of the audience. The first is setting unrealistic expectations. Sometimes we want to have this Norman Rockwell Christmas holiday, but because of everything that's required to make that happen, we get stressed out because the goals are unrealistic. Um, So I'm a person who loves a real Christmas tree. I love the smell of it. It makes me feel like it's actually Christmas. We get a live tree every year, and then we have to decorate that tree. Well, one of the things that you can't see About me, because you only see my top half. I fractured my tibia a few weeks ago. And so I've been trying to figure out how are we going to do the fa la 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 holiday season? And I've only got one good leg. So what I have got to do is dial back those goals for the holiday season and set more realistic goals. Second cause of holiday stress can often be family drama. Now, I hope this isn't what's going on in your home or the homes of your audiences, but sometimes we have family drama that may not look like a food fight, but it may be Well, whose family are we going to go to for Thanksgiving? And where are we going to spend Christmas Eve? And what time are we going to open the presents? And if you've got two sets of grandparents or you've got in-laws or aunts and uncles, everybody's fighting for attention and that can lead to stress during the holidays. The third cause of holiday stress is not acknowledging your emotions. And I see this. With women leaders more than male leaders. A lot of times, what happens during the holidays falls on the shoulders of wives, moms, sisters, aunts, and we're going through stress, but we don't acknowledge how we're feeling. Here's a, a chart. I don't even know if it is statistically significant, but I do think it speaks to some of those things that draw, drain our emotional energy and lead to stress over the holidays. It's interaction between family and friends. It's balancing the in-laws. It's preparing food and having people over. It's cleaning the house and getting it ready. It's children who are excited and also stressed over the holiday season and then procrastination because I've got so much to do and little time to do it. All these can lead to stress. And if we don't acknowledge the stress, that can be damaging. Then it's spending too much money. How many of us establish a holiday budget for spending? If you do, that's great, but I'll be real honest, I don't typically do that. And then at the end of the season, it's like, oh my gosh, I've spent so much, I've overspent. So these are some things that can lead to stress. So setting unrealistic goals, family drama, not acknowledging your emotions spending too much money and then there's a question mark for number five so this is on you coach t what's something that causes you stress during the holidays
0: For me, especially with a two year old is trying to get everything together. So Thanksgiving is approaching. So it's like, are we going out of town? Are we staying in town? And my family's in Dayton. My in-laws are in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then it seems like when I do try to get stuff together, my daughter is running around putting everything back. So I might pull stuff out to get ready for the holidays and she's busy putting it all back or throwing it in the trash.
1: Right. So
0: just all of it right now just is a bit overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned most of the things that were on the chart. Um, You talked about <laughs> family issues, in-laws trying to get things together. You talked about the kids. All of that is part of what can lead to the stress over the holidays. Absolutely. So it would be so great to say goodbye to stress this holiday season. Would you love to say goodbye to stress, Coach T?
0: During the holiday and always,
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really easier said than done. Like if you had two buttons, one button that says relax, one button that says stress, which button are you gonna push? I want the relax
0: button.
1: Oh my gosh. I want the relax button too, but it seems like that button is so hard to push. And the only way we get to push the relax button is if we start practicing self-care. And so in the time I have left, I really want to just push the button for relax, relaxing. And we do that through self-care. So first, just a quick definition Self-care is defined as intentional, conscious, and regular actions to take one, one takes in order to promote their own physical, mental, and emotional health. And the key word in this definition is intentional. As leaders, we are very intentional about putting together our business plans, about setting goals for sales and client retention for advancement in our careers, but we're not always intentional about self-care. So that's something I want to encourage you and your audience to make a priority. I want to offer three strategies to manage stress and maintain your sanity during the holidays. Are you ready? Yes.
0: And we actually have some guests too. They're ready. So we have Nancy Hey, we Nancy. have two of my fellow sister scientists, so Nancy and Courtney both are coming to us from New York, Wow. So letting us know they're tuning in, and Courtney said earlier, yes, that was her. She could relate to what you were saying.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so glad to have you all the way from New York. My oldest daughter lives in Brooklyn, so we like to travel to New York. Um, so here are three strategies. Uh, strategy number one is make yourself a priority. And I want to ask Coach T and the viewers, if they want to chime in, what makes it difficult for us to make ourselves a priority? Any thoughts on that?
0: Well, because we only get 24 hours in a day and there's more than 24 hours worth of stuff to get done. <laughs>
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. There are only 24 hours in a day. Do you think if for some magical way we got 28 hours in a day, we would use those four hours for ourselves or will we fill those up with doing things for other people?
0: The reality is we would probably fill those up doing things for other people.
1: Absolutely. So that's why we have to be intentional about making ourselves a priority. For anyone who's ever been on a plane, you know, the flight attendant always says, in the event of a change in cabin pressure, put your mask on first. It is okay to say me first. And I believe this so much. You know how much I believe this, Coach T? How much? That I have my (laughs) own mask. That's how much I believe it. So it is important to put your mask on first, unapologetically. If you don't make yourself a priority, you can't serve anyone else. So that is strategy number one. Make yourself a priority. Say yes to me. Uh, Number two, remember back in the 80s when nancy reagan was saying just say no to drugs you're younger than me so maybe you don't remember you're too you're too young you're a baby i actually do remember that though (laughs) okay so it's all about just saying no to drugs and i think people got that but for our purposes tonight i want us to just say no to all those requests obligations and expectations that drain our energy love this slide um other people, you see, the people on the side are saying yes, yes, say yes to us, and in your gut, you want to say no. And I often feel like the person in the in the middle who says sorry. There are more of them, and their sign is bigger. So often, people expect us to say yes when we want to say no. So we're going to do a little exercise right now. Are you ready, Coach T? I'm ready. All right, repeat after me, no, 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 No. No. and finally, no, no, and just in case you didn't get it, one more time, no, how did that feel? It felt great, and no is a complete sentence. I I understand that. <laughs> did you did you see my slide in advance?
0: <laughs> I didn't, but I just felt like power, Like no,
1: pause, wait for it. Don't say. And, <laughs> and I think we have to get to the point where we understand that no is a complete sentence. That it does not require an apology or an explanation. And it's important because when you say no to others. You get to say yes to yourself, but it's not always easy. I acknowledge that. So here's a little script that I use and you can feel free to borrow it. Um, I was recently asked to take on a new leadership position and I don't have the time. um, I don't have the room. I don't have the bandwidth. So this is my response thank you so much for inviting me to take a leadership position in XYZ organization. I'm flattered to have been considered. At this time, I must respectfully decline. That was a long way of saying no. And we already discovered that no is a complete sentence that does not require an explanation or an apology. But I know everybody can't say no without an explanation. So here's an explanation if you need one. I do my best to hold fast to a personal and professional rule. I don't add anything to my plate without taking something off. And right now, my plate is full. So when I say no, instead of going to another meeting, I get to go get a massage. And that makes me feel really good. So what do you think about the no and the follow-up explanation?
0: I like that, especially you're right. You know, sometimes we feel like we have to give some kind of follow-up and I think that's great. I I think that's professional, it's not rude and basically you're letting them know if I did say yes, you probably wouldn't be getting the best of me anyway, so.
1: Absolutely, and I really do. The, the, The part that's in red, I don't add anything to my plate without taking something off, that's legit. So here's my plate. This plate represents all the things that I do in a typical week. Um, work, family, trying to make time for myself, doctor's appointments, preparing for workshops. My One of my favorite stores, Office Depot, I feel like I'm always there. Mm-hmm. Sales calls, grocery shopping, buying gifts, cleaning out. These are all the things that I do. And like I said in my explanation, I don't add anything to my plate without taking something off and so the question i want to ask you is what's on your plate and even though we don't have the time to fully consider it right now i want to challenge you coach t and all the members of your audience to think about what's on your plate if it means getting an actual paper plate like you saw i had And think about everything that you are asked to do, required to do, obligated to do in a given week. Put it on a plate because it will visually cause you to think about all those things I'm doing. And you can legitimately and honestly say to a person, you know what, I would really love to do that, but my plate is full. And as you can see, my plate is full. And even though I can't see your plate, coach, or the plates of your audience, I know a lot of us have full plates. So I want you to start saying yes to yourself. And one of the ways that you can do that is by saying no to those things that really don't feed your soul. Finally, strategy number three. You ready for this one? Yeah, these have been good. Okay, here <laughs> we go. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Strategy number three is PMS. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what PMS stands for?
0: Well, I don't know if it's in this context, but.
1: (laughs) Just stop. I'm going to stop you right there. Stop you right there. In this context, (laughs) PMS stands for pamper myself. Yeah, I like that one better. (laughs) Pamper myself. And it also stands for pray, meditate, meditate, and seek God. And these are things that we often need to do just to slow down. Um, PMS, pampering myself, may look like going to get a massage. It may mean going to get a manicure and a pedicure. It may actually mean taking a PMS weekend. And I do that periodically where I step away from my job. I step away from my family. I step away from all those outside obligations to pamper myself And as a part of that, I'm also praying, meditating, and seeking God. Because if we aren't completely full, we can't give to others. So let's review the three strategies. Strategy number one is unapologetically make you a priority. And if that means you need to go on Amazon and get your own mask, I encourage you to do that because this is a reminder to me that I have to put my mask on first and make myself a priority. Strategy number two is just say no. When you say no to others, you get to say yes to yourself. And strategy number three is embrace PMS. Embrace pampering myself. Embrace prayer, meditation, and seeking God. So with all that, now I want you to create a holiday self-care plan. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Coach, and ask you, what are three things that you can do during the holiday season to maintain your sanity by practicing self-care? I'm going to challenge you and also your audience. Maybe this is how we'll pick our prize winner. What are three things you can do during the holiday to maintain your sanity by practicing self-care? any ideas
0: well one of the things that i could do is actually put it on my calendar that time so i I try putting focus time on my calendar so Mm -hmm. i guess i could put self-care time on my calendar so that it's not getting full with meetings or or other things so that i have that dedicated time to go get my nails done or go Mm -hmm. get my hair done or Go work out things that I like to do to to keep my mind and my appearance in order.
1: I love it. So that's one. Put it on your calendar. Um, Anything in the chat? Any ideas in the chat about what we can do to maintain sanity during the holidays?
0: What are you all thinking that you can do?
1: I want to offer a suggestion. Um, One of the things that I like to do during the holidays, because we're so busy during the year, is to be intentional about getting together with my girlfriends. You know how you say, oh, we should get together. Oh, we're going to get together. And then it never happens. But to really uh, have a play date with my girlfriends, that's something else that you can do. Um, Other ideas. That was a
0: good one. Because I, I know I have let time go by and have not uh, connected with my girlfriends as often as I would like.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, another idea that I like is sometimes we're so busy being surrounded by others. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go to the park. Um, mm-hmm. It's the winter time and it's cold and we don't typically go. But instead of driving around the mall, trying to find a parking space, think about going to the park and taking a walk and just being in nature. It's a way to really reconnect with somebody that we often get disconnected from, and Mm -hmm. that's ourselves. So those are some ideas. So the question was, uh, what can you do? Uh, And I want you to commit to it. So that kind of changes the language. We talked about what can you do? And I want you to move from what I can do to what I will do. So whether it's a play date with my adult girlfriends or getting my hair done or getting a massage, I really want you to think about three things you can do over the holidays, three things that you will do over the holidays. And I'm saying that because self-care is a priority and a necessity. It is not a luxury. It's something that we really need to do. So I want to challenge you in the next 24 hours to do something for you. This is vitally important. And the reason it's important is it can be the first step in reducing stress and managing your sanity before the holiday season even begins. Thanksgiving is next week. So we're going to get on this roller coaster of being busy. So if you can do something tomorrow... If you can do something in the next 24 hours, it's just going to level set you for what's going to come. And this is especially important for those of us who are moms or aunties or parents, because I don't know if we have some guys with this also, but we have to be role models for those who are looking up to us. So whether it's your children or your nieces or your nephews, if they see us in constant motion, then they think that's the norm. And I want them to understand that it is okay for us to make ourselves a priority. It's okay to practice self-care. And as I tell my clients all the time, self-care is not selfish. So um, any questions?
0: So, one of the things that Courtney said that she was that one of the things she can do, and I don't know if this is going to be one of the things she will do since that was a, the change up, was leave work on time and intentionally be with family and maintain a checklist of priorities. So, Courtney, just hearing Dr. Cairns talk, where's the you part? <laughs> I just say it. Leave on time, and then go treat yourself to
1: some ice cream. That's one of my favorite <laughs> before you get home. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that you challenged her and said, "Where's the you part?" Because that's important.
0: Courtney, I- is a new accountability buddy. We we have connected, uh, being in the lab space, so that's mm-hmm. why I, I'm being fun here with her. So where's the the you part? Because she has daughters, yeah. young daughters. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yep. So I'm going to tell you for for you said Courtney has daughters, did you say?
0: Yes, she said she'll go shopping.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, she <thing>. has daughters. <laughs> yeah. And our daughters are watching us. Uh I remember um a few years back my daughters were like, "Hey Mommy, let's watch let's watch a movie." And this was this was back in the days of DVD, so you know how long ago that was. And I said, "Okay, you all pick a DVD." And guess what I did? Guess what I did, Coach T? What would you do? I went to the basement to get some laundry because I felt like if we're watching a movie, I could just fold some clothes, right? And my daughter said, mommy, just watch the movie. Why do you always have to work? And I was like, oops. So I was demonstrating to her that mommies never get to rest. That mommies always have to be working, and so we have to we have to acknowledge the lessons that we're teaching our daughters, and also if you have sons, because that message to a son would have been, well, that's what mommies do. Mommies always have to work. Mommies always have to be busy. But we have to understand that it's okay for us to to make ourselves a priority. Make ourselves a priority, and then remember that self care is not selfish. So actually. Um, I wanna I wanna ask you all to take a pledge to, to put your hand over your heart and repeat after me. You can you can be the voice, Coach T.
0: Okay, I'll represent.
1: You represent. I represent self-care, self-care is not is not selfish. Selfish. Yeah, self-care is not selfish. And so we have to get over that thinking that if I practice self-care. If I go get a massage, if I spend the day at the spa, if I go get my hair done, oh, well, I could spend that money on something else or I should be home. We have to be intentional about self-care. You have to be intentional about self-care. Absolutely. Any questions?
0: So, Dr. Karen, how long did it take you, I'm sure, as you started out uh, in your professional space and working and being a wife and mom, how long did it take you to get to this realization of how important (laughs) self-care is in your your life? So, was this something that you came into in your 30s, 40s? I think 40s.
1: I'm gonna stop my the slides. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. All right. Um probably I came to the understanding that it was important in my 40s. And it was because I I was just feeling overscheduled, overcommitted, and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I talked to so many women leaders who are feeling that overscheduled, overcommitted, and overwhelmed. And I felt like I needed to get over it. And I felt that other women needed to get over it. And that's really what led me to write my book. Uh, It all started when I stopped using lotion. Lotion is a metaphor for the little things that we do for ourselves. And what I realized is once you stop doing one little thing, it's easier to stop doing others. So for me, it was lotion. I'm a person who has always loved to take bubble baths, One day I took a bubble bath and I got out of the bathtub and I didn't put on any lotion because I said it would take too much time. The next day, not only did I skip the lotion, I skipped the bath. Now I did take a shower, I did take a shower, (laughs) but I skipped the, the bath. I said a shower would be quicker, I would save time. And then over the next few weeks, it was like, oh, well, I usually polish my fingernails on Sunday night while I'm watching television. Well, I'm going to do something else to save time. And then it was the fall of the year when we're more covered up and you know, you don't need to shave your legs or your underarms just because it takes too much time. And I found that when I stopped doing those self-care rituals, I got really stressed and Angry and snarky, and my BFF was like, "What is going on with you? We need to go to the spa." So we went to the spa. Services all day. We had um, massage, facial, manicure, and the final service of the day was a pedicure. And the the nail tech was asking me all these questions. You know, you've got a callus on the bottom of your foot. Do you walk a lot? And I was like, "Yeah, I've always walked." Do you wear heels? Yeah, I wear heels every day. And he said, "Well, when when you Take a bath. Do you use a pumice stone on your foot? I said, A bath. (laughs) I couldn't even remember the last time I had taken a bath, which meant I hadn't put on any lotion. And so I rewound this all in my mind and I was like, Oh my gosh, it all started when I stopped using lotion. So I think the question we have to ask ourselves is What is your lotion? What was that thing that you used to do for yourself that you don't do anymore? What are those things that bring you joy that haven't brought joy to you in a while? So I don't know. Is that anything that resonates with you, Coach T? Are there things you used to do that you don't do anymore?
0: It, it Yes, it does. And yeah, it does. As you go through different stages of life, it seems like it gets more complex or there's more demands on your time. And so it's easy to say, well, I'll go like I do used to go and work out five to six times a week. And sometimes it's like, okay, this week is going to be maybe twice, you Mm -hmm. know, or three times. And I know for me, for just my own peace of mind, I really need that at least four or five times to, to have that time to myself. So, you know, you stop going four or five times and then go two times. And then next thing you know, you're not going at all. Right. So I'd rather take that time and sleep, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I think it's easy for something else to, to come up and take away that time.
1: Sure. So And it goes back to that, that word intentional. We have to be intentional about it. I mentioned that I have a, a fractured tibia and as a result, I can't walk. And when COVID happened. I was walking five to six times a week. Every morning I would get up and walk. That's the way I started my day. I really think it was good, not just for my physical health, but for my mental health as well. But now I can't do that. And it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So we have to, we have to have those self-care rituals. We have to do those things um, to practice self-care.
0: What strategies would you give somebody? As you know, we are still in the pandemic and people are still being very cautious and and staying at home more, but some of the self-care strategies, and you talked about some that people can do because some people have been at home during this time and things have changed for them mentally, just being at home or now working from home Mm full-time for some people. But what are some things that they can do to still have that self-care if their lifestyle is more at home
1: at right. this point? Um, I think going for a walk is, is the easiest thing to do. Um, doesn't require a lot of equipment, just a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Going out, walking, the physical activity is good, but you're also outside in nature. I think whenever you are outside that that just does something for your your mental and emotional health i think that's important but the other part is because so many of us me included are working from home you know i think there's this myth that when you work at home you don't work as hard um i think people who are working at, ho- at home are finding it difficult to cut it off like well since i'm home and my computer is here let me check this email I can't tell you how many times I wake up in the morning and turn on my computer and someone has sent me an email at two o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking, why are you working at two o'clock in the morning? But I think that's a result of working from home and it never really ends. There's no line of demarcation. If you have an office to go to, you're going to go to your office. And then at the end of the day, you're going to leave your office. Well, I am coming to you live from my daughter's bedroom that has been converted into my office because of COVID. It's very easy to be sucked into this room and not leave. Um, But a few months ago, I went to have a massage, much needed. And um, the lady who was doing my massage, she, she said, you've got all this tension in your shoulders from being over the computer. And she told me, and and you all might wanna think about this, is really take a mental note of where your shoulders are during the day when you're on the computer because typically they're up like this and you have to remember to lower them. Just, Just ergonomically, that's important. And then the other thing is sometimes it's helpful to put a pillow behind your back in your chair so that you sit up straight if your chair doesn't have lumbar supports. So actually, I'm going to show you this. This was like a Father's Day gift from my daughters years ago. This is what I have behind my back (laughs) 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 to help me sit up straight. Um, And then the final thing is, this is what the massage therapist said to me, which was really quirky, but it works. She said, at the end of your work day, if you're working at home specifically, Turn off your computer and say, I'm saying goodbye to you now and then close it. And she said, it seems so funny, but there's something about saying goodbye to your computer that informs your computer and you that we're done for the day. So those are just some some things that I've been doing to try to have, you know, just some little strategies for self-care during the day. That's good. I'm done. I'm done with you now. I'm done. That,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, Courtney says she says she wants to do things that she loves, such as baking and tending to her house plant babies. So, mm-hmm. Courtney has a green thumb and likes to bake. That's awesome. I remember mm-hmm. when I tried to have a green thumb, it didn't turn out well. <laughs> <laughs> my, my whole family does my mom my cousins my granny when she was still living everybody had a green thumb my mom bought me some plants and
1: yeah they didn't look well, this <laughs> year i did something i would never done I, I started a garden and i named it my garden's name was serenity because that's what she brought me just going out and working in the dirt it was so fun um mm-hmm. I didn't get a whole lot of of harvest, but I still felt good about it. And I was actually looking out in the garden this morning. Now the squirrels are enjoying everything that's left over. But I felt felt proud of my garden this year. Oh, well, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. So listening audience, if you have questions for Dr. Karen, please drop those in the chat and we will uh, answer those. Or if you have any feedback, if you got something out of today's session which i know you did because no is a complete sentence if you didn't get that and i am loving this pms i didn't think i was gonna like pms but yes pms pms this is a pms day i think tomorrow will be a pms day
1: for me (laughs) i love it i love it It's, it's important it's important um you know I like to do events with women. I do my women's conference every September, but we are going to do an event in March called the Spring Breakthrough. And it's really designed to help women step away from the responsibilities of day-to-day and just be together and have a big exhale. So um, if you have... Any of your viewers or audience that is interested in that, I really would invite them to be a part of that because we need that. Um, I like to say Mother Nature replenishes herself four times a year, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And I think you should have a PMS weekend four times a year. I like it.
0: Is it. How do the viewers get connected with that opportunity?
1: They can email me. Um, Can I put my email in the chat? Can I do that? Does that show up for everyone? Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So make sure that you stay tuned to be able to go to the retreat in March. Now is a perfect time to have yourself a day where you can plan some of the things you're going to do. for yourself. So you can take you a weekend and treat yourself to lunch and grab your journal and Dr. Karen's book and write down, I'm going to the conference in March. That's something for me. I'm doing whatever in January. That's something for me. You could go ahead and get started and being intentional about planning out your me time.
1: So, you know, Coach T, I cannot uh, figure out how to get in the chat. Don't, don't judge me. Um, my email <laughs> is Karen at drkarentownsend.com. I always tell folks I have a PhD, but it's not in technology. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Did I get it right? You did. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And that's the that's the best way. Just shoot me an email to let me know that you're interested and we will get the information out to you. Uh, We're finalizing the details now, but um, just a time to, to get away with other like minded women. As I said, just for the big exhale, because you deserve it.
0: Awesome. So, Dr. Karen, before you get out of here, I definitely want to make sure the viewers and listeners who might be listening to the replay or watch the replay, how can they get and stay connected with you? I know you gave us your email address, but do you have any social media channels that
1: the viewers can connect with you on? Yeah, I I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Uh, since it's November, I've been doing daily gratitude messages. I think it's important to always be grateful. I do believe that uh, when people do good things, you, you should communicate that to them. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook and my website is Dr. Karen at drkarentownsend.com.
0: So make sure you get connected with Dr. Karen. We always talk about LinkedIn. So if you are over there, make sure you connect with her. Dr. Karen M.R. Townsend, isn't that your LinkedIn?
1: I I think that's my name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my name. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so before we
0: get out of here, I do have an a event reminder or announcement for those of you who were able to make the John Maxwell Live event. It was a super awesome time. It was an invite-only event that was held last week. And the people that attended, it was over like 2,000 people that attended, but it was an awesome practical session. Basically, it was similar to this, giving you those strategies so that you could think about. There is a limited time replay. So the replay will be up and available until November the 19th. I will drop the link in the chat. For you to be able to uh, check out the replay, you can go to bit.ly forward slash jmt replay. That's bit.ly forward slash jmt replay. I'll drop it in the comments. I don't know if it'll show uh, while we are still on the air or not. We can see it. So if you check it out, I would highly recommend that you register. And what's so awesome is that I had another laboratory sister scientist who is in Trinidad and Tobago. She actually attended the session and she invited some of her counterparts in Trinidad and Tobago. And she already received a note saying how much value it gave to her life. So As you know, that's what we're all about. People of value adding value to others. So I'm extending the invitation to you. You share it out to somebody else that you feel can benefit. And it was people from all over the world that was on that particular uh, webinar or live event. So just wanted to bring that to your attention so that you don't miss out. There's wisdom in the room just like it is tonight with Dr. Karen. there's wisdom in the room and I need you to be here to get it so that you can open up some doors and add value to other people. Dr. Karen, before we close the doors on this particular workshop, what practical tidbit do you want to leave our listeners and viewing audience with
1: Uh, well one thing i want to do the giveaway of my book and since courtney has been the most active person in the chat courtney you are the winner (laughs) and if you will email me your address we will put your book in the mail tomorrow So congratulations. Thank you for being so active. And my final tidbit is just to remember that (laughs) self-care is not selfish. Simply that self-care is not selfish. Make yourself a priority because you're worth it.
0: That is awesome. Self-care is not selfish. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen, for coming and sharing with my audience, for being a mentor for me and for all of the people that are watching this live and who will watch watch and listen to the replay after the fact. So it's always important to learn and grow and develop. And you just gave us something that we could implement right away. So thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm watching you shine, Coach T. I am so proud of you. So keep doing what you're doing to change the world. Thank you.
0: And I didn't say this before we uh, started, but again, I told you Dr. Karen has a special place in my heart, but we are both proud alumni of Kentucky State University, so I couldn't get off this broadcast without saying go thoroughbreds because we are both uh, very proud of uh, Kentucky State. That's where we got our start. Yes,
1: KSU for life.
0: So thank you, viewing audience, listening audience, those of you that will tune in to this episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. We will be back next Tuesday with another awesome mentor to give you practical strategies that you can use in both your personal and professional life. So until next time, have an amazing week.
1: Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.